Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to From the Outside Looking In. We've been outside for a while, but now we're back inside and recording. We lost the keys. Yeah, we lost the keys to the studio. A lot of stuff was going on. It's the dog days of summer, everybody. What do you want from us? We're jamming in the last moments of freedom and fresh air that we <laughs> so can get. <laughs> it's a, like there's really there's literally nothing that has kept us from recording other than the fact that it's like, well, this week weekend i'm doing and, and so that's why we're recording on a tuesday night right uh you know a, a rare weeknight appearance for the boys but the boys are back in town you know us you love us if this is your first time listening to us you're probably like i'm already lost and that's okay we're gonna walk you through it welcome to from the outside looking in uh the show about everything the show about nothing uh it's us talking about comic books and sports and movies and the things that we like in the entertainment industry, whether that's music or comics. It's mostly comics and comics-related stuff. Sci-fi. We're nerds, whatever. And beer. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're connoisseurs of geekdom, if you will. I am Andy Liaskos. With me, as always, the... Uh, I'm thinking of a good analogy here. Uh, what can I do? What can I come up with on the spot? This is called improv, right? It's just whatever's off your dome. Uh, the Raven Cravensworth to my Nandor the Relentless, Mr. Oh, Patrick Bannis, I'm here to hold your hand as you get lost in our intro. Yeah, yeah. That was literally a 17-minute intro for an hour-long show where I couldn't think of anything, and then I just immediately defaulted to what we do in the shadows. (laughs) But I gave you Raven Cravensworth, which, you know. That's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Matt Barry is a fucking legend. Love Matt Barry. Absolutely. Pat, how you doing, bud? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know if we always could have done this show like right away. Like there was a lot of vacation that went on at the end of August, early part of September. So, like, it was not always that easy. No, you Uh, were going places. I was going places. Jamming a lot of weekend trips in. Where did you where did you hit up uh, this? Uh, I was down in I was down in Maryland. Uh, the last week of August for our golf outing for work, we usually go. One of the guys has a house down in this place called Deep Creek. It's a lake in Western Maryland, a uh, pretty popular spot. So we were down there hanging out, you know, playing playing a lot of bad golf. Yeah. Hanging out on the boat, drinking a lot. Then we went to, uh, oh, um, where did we go? Rocky Gap. It's a golf casino resort. Ooh. In the middle of Maryland, good times. Lost a little bit of money on uh, blackjack. Some of those dealers were trash. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's gonna that's um, that's gonna happen. Came back for a week. Uh, then we went to um, the Outer Banks, uh, Cape Cape Hatteras National Seashore. Okay, very nice. 
Spent a week down there. Beautiful, lovely. Uh, one of the hurricanes came by. It was off the coast, so it was just very windy. Did you get any and pictures? The, hurricane no, pictures? there was a. Uh, it wasn't close enough for that, but we did see like a water spout in the ocean, which looks like a little mini, like almost like a little tornado looking thing. Yeah, or like a little hurricane, a little, little tornado, John, in the water. Nice. And so I did take a picture of that, but it was it was too far out. So I mean, the weather was great, sunny, but really windy, yep. you know, like fifteen to thirty mile an hour gusts, and then like the surf was really rough. So there was like two or three days you couldn't go in the ocean, which was fine. That's why we rented a house with a pool. Nice. So nice. Yeah. yeah so good times. I was uh, my trips included uh, Salem, Massachusetts again. No, yeah, you love Salem. I do love Salem. Um, uh, Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, uh, which is very nice, very cool. Highly recommend uh, right there on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, so did some family hiking and that kind of stuff. And uh, good old uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, nice. For a weekend. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gettysburg uh, it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, just because, like, hey, man, like, I, you know, grew up in Chicago and, uh, you know, like, moved out here in Philly. It's a lot of rebel flags, a lot of Confederate flags. Uh, in Gettysburg? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah, certain, sure, sometimes it's, like, reenactment stuff. But just in every store, you could just <coughs> buy Confederate flags. Oh, yeah. Well, once you get into, like, Pennsylvania, those people forgot that they were they they people forget which team they were on. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Like I've never I've never seen a country full of more patriotic Americans who supported the infidels Goddamn more than separatists, this country. Man. Just yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. But hey. Like I, I had a cousin who wore like a he had like a uh, you know a rebel flag like on you know like a you know whatever the Confederate flag on a t shirt. We're like 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 you were born in Pennsylvania, I can't. What, I what can, are you even? I, what are you even doing? I could sort of understand if like you were in the eighties and you were wearing a Leonard Skinner T shirt, right? Like they're gonna throw a rebel flag on there. Nothing you could do. Fine. Nothing you could do about it. Nothing you could do about it. But you like Simple Man. It's a good song, you know. True. Uh, but you know, but other than that, man, you know, uh, things have been going pretty, pretty, pretty okay. How about with you, bud? Good man, things are good, man. I'm telling you, life life is all right. Life is worth living right. Now. <laughs> yep. Life is worth living right now. You got Red October going on. You know it, baby. Yeah, uh, you know it. So, for those of you who aren't in the Philadelphia area, <laughs> uh, that means that the 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 Philadelphia Phillies are in the MLB playoffs in the National League, playing the Florida Marlins. Yeah, if I would have thought, if I would have paid any attention. To like the last week of the season, I would have probably I would probably be home right now, dragging you to the ballpark. Oh, I would have totally went if the if the Cubs hadn't of like shit the bed towards the end of their season, <laughs> and the Cubs were in. I would my socials would be so pro Phillies right now, just nice. to like just. Just because yes. fuck the Cubs in every Cubs. in every sense of the word, <laughs> like you know, like obviously I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan, but I'm also a fan of anybody that plays the Chicago Cubs. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm a Chicago sports fan. We're not going to see playoff anything in quite some time. 
Yikes. I just realized the real reason we were actually not, we haven't recorded in a little bit, is not, in fact, because of all the traveling and vacationing. It's actually in solidarity with the Writers Guild of America. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our writers were were off. Uh, which is why so, it took me a while to come up with that ana- uh, that analogy. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what happens when you have to do it yourself? Yeah, no, absolutely. You get subpar, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, lose like uh, that was not the best joke. It's like, well, it's because the writers have writer strike, writer strike, but not we could do about it. <laughs> there is nothing we could do about it, sweet Lou. Um, but speaking of Chicago sports for a second. Connor Bedard, baby. He is, oh yeah, oh, ooh, oh yeah. That kid's gonna be so damn good. The Hawks will yeah. be good in a couple of years. Didn't they play a preseason game up in Detroit like the other day? They've played three preseason preseason games uh, so far. They may be playing one tonight. Uh, okay. Uh, Detroit, they lost six one. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's preseason. I don't even know if like Mar- no one cares. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know if Morazic was in goal. You know, not yeah. that Morazic is the goalie that gets you to the cup. He's not. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah, he's your starting goalie. So I mean, that's there, there's a hole there. Um, I, I know Bedard did play that game. He had a couple of really nice looks. Uh, then before that, uh, they lost in overtime to Minnesota. Uh, Two to one or something like that. Uh, I don't think Bedard played that game at all. Uh, and then um, their other preseason game was a win over the St. Louis Blues, two to one overtime. Bedard getting both apples in that game. So, nice. Cool. Yeah. So it should be good. Uh, that Russian kid on the Flyers is solid, uh, but yeah. the Flyers are absolute trash. I mean, just just so a dumpster fire from somebody asked me about them to the other day while we, uh, somebody in the golf league asked me, I was like, I don't even care right now. Like, is it, is it, it's like, it's not even a regular. I don't even care. Plus they're going to be really bad. Oh, they're, I again. mean, yeah, they're just going to be awful. It's a, yeah, they, yeah. they have to, they have to draft better. They have to, they have to get some young players. They have, I, I mean, Carter Hart is the only player worth of worth value on the team right now. Yeah, um, did, did they, they get rid of Provorov already, or I feel like they already got rid of Provorov. They already wasted his whole. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no one left. Uh, it, any, it should be a fire sale to get rid of anybody, and then you guys should get a decent coach. Um, That's so. Yeah, I I, I mean, uh, I think Quinville's been cleared by the NHL to coach again. So yeah. yeah, so somebody should scoop him up. I mean, I yeah, like I wouldn't mind scooping him up. But I so hot take preseason, right? It's October third right now. I am predicting a Carolina Hurricanes Stanley Cup championship. Wow, Canes look good, bud. It's their year. All right, that's fine. That happens. Yeah, the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup final four games to three against the Oilers. They won the oh, last game 3-1 on June 19th, 2006. Thanks, Siri. I wasn't asking you a question, but you decided to just pop up with that. So, Love that. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Hey, speaking of Chicago. Yeah, let's talk about it, bud. I figured we had to loop all the way back around to Chicago, but also to a prior episode. Throwbacks. These are callbacks of prior episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Clearing the air. Uh, a long, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. we talked about... Um, uh, the CM Punk in the AE dubs. And, you know, oh, he came back. He came back. I didn't think he was going to come back. I thought it was going to get, you know, the, the, he came back and he's been doing the wrestling thing. Yeah. And it's been okay. It's been doing the work, bud. 
He's been doing the work. Well, that didn't take long. So, uh, the 28th, the 29th of August, he, uh, finally got fired from AW. Um, just such an insane mess. So he came back. He, they started up a Saturday show. They got rid of their internet shows. They started up a Saturday show. They built it around Punk. Punk brought back his world title, and he's like he's acting like the real world champion because he never got pinned for the belt. He he, he banged up his leg, and then he got fired or suspended or whatever. Right, right. So he's been doing good work. So this has all been leading up to the show, the All In show in London, in at Wembley, which you know. Uh, Brits are desperate for wrestling. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it sold a buttload of tickets. Um, the card was, you know, whatever. Uh, in the run-up, there was some show that had Jungle Jack Perry, who is just a middling underneath guy who looks like he's 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, he sounds like a jobber. I don't know who he is, but, but he sounds like a yeah. jobber. He is he is uh, he is the son of Luke Perry. You who you might know from uh, yeah. uh, what was that called? Beverly, Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, come on, bud, come on. So he was doing some. Uh, they were doing some. The, the James Dean of the uh, yeah. ninety early nineties of the nineties. Yeah. So he was doing a bit for um he was doing a bit in a uh in a little program with hook who is like also 120 pounds soaking wet but he's the son of taz who used to be a you know decent oh yeah yeah yeah. well-known wrestler and uh and and not a bad color commentator in his own right the old taz (laughs) hilariously ridiculous color commentator um so they were doing a spot that was going to help get Jack Perry out of the picture so he could go on vacation. I think he was going to go on vacation. Maybe he was going to get engaged. I don't even know. Whatever. Yep. And so they were going to throw him or he was going to land. He was going to take some bumps on a, on a car windshield. And usually they would use a gimmick windshield. Right. So so it breaks easily. You get the effect. Nobody gets hurt. Yep. So he was insisting on a real real glass window. Well, at some point, CM Punk stepped in and said, hey, man, you should use fake glass, right? There's no need to be hurting yourself. You know, you could cut yourself. I've seen I've seen guys do this before where they try to punch in through a, a car glass window, cut their wrist open. Maybe they hit an artery or whatever. But, you know, be careful. Uh, he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do what I want. And there are differing reports on whether he had approval to do this or not. But anyways, the spot went off. And after, at some point during this, he looks into the camera and says, real glass, cry me a river. I think this was, this might have been, I'm trying to, I'm not sure when, I think this might have happened in the run up to, in the pre-show to this London show. Why cry me a river? Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that one, but it was clearly a shot at Punk, who said not that he should not do it. Right. Yeah. So he. I, I. So right before Punk's match, so he defended his world title against Samoa Joe in the opening match of this card. Um. 
he and Perry must have crossed paths on the way back when Perry came back to the when Perry came back, I guess, at some point. And he was like, do we have a problem? There were words exchanged. Punk goozled him and then put him in a chokehold. Nothing bad, just like a choke to kind of keep him down. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Other a whole bunch of people stepped in, and it was just a mess. And a lot of this is just that they let these dumb, they let these like little indie guys just do what they want. Yeah, and are they even indie guys or just sons of famous people that want to wrestle? Well, he was an indie guy before he came to AEW, and people make it out like he's like an important person in AEW, even though he's not. He's completely unimpressive. He, I mean, he just went through a program with Christian Cage, who we all know is you know Christian from like yeah, the yeah. Edge and Christian. Right, right, right. Christian is a Christian is a is a is a long time great. And Christian just went through this whole program and, and just buried him. Every time they were on the mic, he was burying him. Every time they were in the ring, he's burying him. Because also Christian's like, he looks like a wrestler. Right. He has the physique. And Jungle Boy's this, this young little, he's this little, weighty, little kid. So this stuff pisses off Punk, who's a professional. And also, like, some of these guys, they don't want to see these guys doing this dumb stuff. And I just watched the, I just watched the uh, Mick Foley uh documentary and and talked about how he just destroyed his body and he you know there were a bunch of instances where people told him like you do not need to do this stuff to get over with the fans and he thought that that was what he needed to do and so he did right and yeah. it almost and it, it has you know really r- ruined his mobility in a lot of his you know life i mean it, it, it really did a, a number on him so there, there was a thought that they were gonna that this match with Samoa Joe, the opening match of this this card, was not even gonna go on. It did. They went out. They had their match. Punk won, um, and then like the next day, he was like officially like fired. They were both they were both suspended, quote unquote suspended. Okay. Uh, you know, while they do an investigation, but um, you know, Punk got fired for it. And it's just, you know, it's just these guys who are just taking shots at punk, you know, going into business for themselves. And it's like, well, if you did that, I would I would go I would come to you, too. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like a, if, I mean, you, what a horrible mistake on AEW's end to, to let go of arguably their biggest star true. <clears throat> in favor of, uh, you know, jungle. A boy. guy who's never going to this guy who's never going to be there. He's never going to be there. He's never going to be important. He's never going to look the part. He's never going to be a guy. He's never going to be. He's never going to draw money. Right. Nobody cares about right, him. Right. 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 So they finally just fire Punk, and he was just like, "I hate it here. Like it's just a, it's such a pain. These people are children." So he's out. Nobody knows what's going to happen right now. Uh, you know, well, will he go to the WWE? Nobody knows. Probably not. He still has some bad blood there, so it's probably not. But also, there's money to be made, so you never know. Um, AEW, they went around and said, "Hey, we did all this stuff. We, you know, we sold like eighty some eighty one thousand tickets. We set this huge record, this new record. You know, this the biggest wrestling event. Blah 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 blah." One of the guys in the main, one of the guys, I don't know if he was in the main event or not. Will Ospreay, he's a British wrestler. He got the he got the number, the initial number, the attendance tattooed on his arm like a day later officials in england at wembley 
actually reported the actual turnstile count, which was like ten, like it was like nine thousand people less. It was like seventy-two thousand. So everybody, it's just such a mess. What a joke! But they just signed Edge from the W, a fifty-year-old wrestler to come. So maybe that'll be great for them. I don't know. But um, you know, our our thought that he was good, they, that maybe someday he'd come around and they'd have they turn some of this into good business. Nah, it's that's that's. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, bring on uh, Jim Jim uh, Cornette Productions or so. Yeah, I mean, bring it, bring up something else. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, uh, so bad. Yeah, but I I, I feel like AEW is uh, is is done. Uh, the WWE is restating its dominance. You know, um, uh, AEW AEW's ratings have been. Uh, have been dwindling to the point where they're really just down to a really hardcore f- a number of fans. They get maybe eight or nine hundred thousand people to watch their show. They get you know I don't know whatever ten or twenty thousand people to buy their pay per view. People buy the tickets, but when you look at their when you look at their live shows, like there there's almost no one there. Yeah. When they do their a lot of their pay per views, they're doing them in half empty buildings. Um, you know it's they they've. I don't know if they re- did. They re- did they finally ever release that video game they've been talking about for like four years now? No, it's, no, it's, no. It's a money pit that's cost them like tens of millions of dollars for a startup company, which you probably shouldn't want to do. So uh, they have their own issues. The booking is still trash. Um, so what are you going to yeah, do? Bring back TNA. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah Let's yeah. go. Yeah, you know I mean, that's that <laughs> another good organization, man. But yeah, so all right. So he, he, CM Punk done. Um, but I mean, now that Edge is there, there could they could have had two really old dudes wrestle, and that would have been yep. sweet. Yeah, I mean, yep. Uh, but hey, let's take a second here and let's talk about movies, books, movies, books, TV, comics, and stuff. shows, and graphic novels, albums, other things that are considered <laughs> media. MP3s. Ooh. VHS. Yeah, we're moving into the digital world now. So we have. I was going backwards. I went. I went. I know. Betamax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we watched, and I'm not. I'm full disclosure. I I did not finish, but I did watch the majority of right Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, aka James Gunn's last run. In MC in the MCU before uh, going to run DC, um, so even before getting in the movie, uh, Guardians, um, uh, they've been trying to make this movie for like three or four years now. Uh, got screwed up by COVID, right? For a long time, uh, James Gunn was not going to direct the movie, and then everybody turned them down basically, and so they went and got James. Well, I, also, I think the can, I think the cast revolted too. I think a lot of the people in the cast were like, "If he's not making this movie, I don't even know if I want to be a part of right, it." Right, right. So, which is why there was there enough. was no uh, Chris Hemsworth, but that's also why you had the Guardians in Thor and Love and Thunder as opposed to Thor being in Guardians Volume Three. Right, right. So, Guardians Volume Three. I do like that they go with volumes one, two, and three. Right, like it's uh, that's cool. It's yeah, that's a great naming convention. It goes with the whole Star Lords mixtape thing, you know what I mean, which is which is nice. So I'll get to the two things that I really liked about this movie. All right? Okay. And um 
it was and and it's not even the execution of these things, right? But they introduced two characters that I think are great comic book characters. We can now discuss how they adapted them to to the silver screen. Uh, but two of my favorite comic book characters that I always fo- found uh, really interesting: um, Adam Warlock, okay, and the High Evolutionary. Okay. Now, <laughs> so. I, you know, this is a funny one for me, this movie. So, you know, it made like $850 million. Yep. It got great, great reviews. A lot of people loved it. You know, the Rotten Tomatoes, they're really rotten. There's tons of tomatoes. They, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody loves it. It's, it's the freshest tomato. Yeah. But I, man, I don't know. And, you know, I like that they went into kind of this rocket origin story. I I, I really do like that. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I am extremely disappointed at the presentation of Adam Warlock. That was so disappointing on so many levels, right? Um, yep. Uh, but also, just going back to Rocket's backstory, which I, I felt was really good, and bringing Lila in, and some of the other um, very, not a, not a very pro-PETA movie, let's just say. Right? <laughs> like, True. Yeah, like the uh, the high evolutionary. I, I, I liked that, but I also like, it gave me a lot of, like, Toy Story vibes, right? Where, like, they, they made the high evolutionary, like, Sid from Toy Story, where he's just experiment. Like, every single animal has, like, metal arms and legs, or, or the walrus uh-huh. had metal teeth. Like, he's just changing parts on all of them, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, that was that was a little much um and i don't know was was the high evolutionary human in the movie like he is in the comics i don't know if he was really a human i mean he was i, I guess he's kind of a humanoid he's a, he, in the comics no I mean, he's straight from wales 100 percent. what yeah he's welsh dude wait 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 the high evolutionary he stumbles across like mr sinister's like works and that's how he gets, like, you know, like, his science going, and then, he, you know, he's able to stop aging yeah. and stuff like that. But he's from, like, Wales, 100%. He's, well, I mean, I'm almost, no, you I'm, know what? I'm, like, Jeez, I'm, like, I did not, you're right, you're I'm right, you're right. I'm almost 9,000% sure it's Wales, definitely the UK. I remember him, I remember him from, like, that story, that one summer story arc in, like, the late 80s and early 90s. But I didn't realize this guy's been around since, like, 1966. Oh, yeah. Which is freaking wild. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, dude. He's been around yeah, forever. so I did not know yeah. that. All right, I had no idea. I just remember like there was a, so when I saw him, he was, he had, you know, he had like a suit, like a, like a, you know, a metallic-ish looking suit, yeah. you know, on. And, and by then this was like, you know, this is the evolutionary war storyline yeah. from way back, not way back from like. You know, but he had a he had a he had like a, a metallic, you know, cyborgish suit. Yeah, on. it was a cool storyline though. The High Evolutionary okay, okay. was he was a super cool character. Um, cool. I don't really know if they did him a lot of justice, but like you know, but also I I feel like he was in the comics he wasn't as just overtly mean and cruel to animals as he is in the movie. It's uncomfortable at points, like you know what I mean. Like I I, I feel like. He resents Rocket because Rocket like solved 
whatever the the issue that he was having. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, we get we get introduced to, you know, like the very beginning, a lot of the story revolves around saving Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's got and a so week to while, live or something, right? It's like You know, so like they're like <laughs> at their place hanging out. Adam Warlock attacks them. Which we saw this come. This was telegraphed like eight years ago. Yeah, at the end sequence in of like the first of Guardians. like the first movie, yeah. and so we were expecting that he would have a part. We most of us expected that he would have been developed as a character in the Infinity for Sa- the Infinity yeah, yeah. Saga, yeah. which he was not. So he shows up. He's, he, he's a you know, Thanos level hero. Right. And, right, and and is most famous for fighting Thanos in the Infinity War. You know. But repeatedly, yeah. But that we didn't get and, that. <laughs> but but here we get this kind of like pseudo petulant teenage version of him. But he like wounds Rocket, gets stabbed by Nebula. What he, he splits? Yeah. They can't fix Rocket because there's like a there's like a kill switch that was embedded in him by this company that was you know. Run by the high evolutionary, so now we're on the quest. And so while we're questing, we're getting these flashbacks to Rocket's like origin story, which is cool. Yeah. Also, you know, it's sad cool. as shit. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it is. It's super sad. Yeah. Um, but like the high evolutionary had like uh, had like kind of thought highly of him because he he kind of evolved better than a lot of the other test subjects in this group, right? Um, but he like, uh, ended up like killing all of his friends. And so rocket beat him up and then split, took a, st- he took a spaceship and split. Cause he was like smart. He evolved to a point where he was smart enough where he could like figure out how to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, Cause he, so starts, he got all he of his friends free. Just a regular raccoon. Right. Yeah. Right. Before they tinker with yeah. him. Yeah. So this is cool. Like I like this story. This part, this is good. Once again, the use of Adam Warlock is garbage. Yeah, all the way through the film, and it's like, and, um, and Adam Warlock is like a really cool character. He should be kind of like a petulant kid, because like in his evolutionary process, like or whatever, they like they pull him too soon, right? So his mind isn't fully developed. Okay, they didn't really explain that in the movie. You know what I mean? But in the comics, like right. that's that's why he's like like mentally immature because he's like 11 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Not that that, you know what I mean? Like sometimes there are things that don't translate well from the comics. Just like there are things that don't translate well from books when they make TV shows. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, like, like a 15-year-old Rob Stark in Game of Thrones isn't as compelling as, you know, like an actual grown-ass man fighting wars. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but so, I mean, yeah, but I, that's the thing. I don't know if they were trying to capture that in Adam Warlock, but without explaining it, it's, it's, yeah. it's problematic, right? Because now he just seems like an asshole. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is this guy? Instead of yeah. had they explained like, well, you know, he's, he's evolved physically past the peak of, you know, he's, ba- you know, he's Marvel's Superman. He's one of them. You know what I mean? There's like Sentry, there's like Adam Warlock that has a lot, you yeah, know, yeah. like sort of these, these alpha powered kind of, uh, superheroes, but like he's dumb because he's mentally underdeveloped, but they don't explain yeah, that in the movie to... at all. I'm sure. Yeah. They, so this is the, they, 
they do a they do an okay. I mean, they do an okay job of explaining some things at a very rudimentary level, right? Like Rocket's origin story at a very rudimentary level is good. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of like really bad developments, right? Like they they don't do like Adam Warlock. They don't. They I, I think that Marvel does a bad job lately in general. Of developing like of of developing characters from like youth to a a forced adulthood. Yeah. Right. Like when you become a hero, you become forced to be an adult, right? Because you have to be responsible for things. You can take people's lives, like stuff like that. And I just feel like they don't do a great job of developing that part. So I'm I'm like very like and they had two and a half. Hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in typical to do this in typical MCU fashion. I have not finished the movie because I'm just like fucking a hit the gas pedal. You know what I mean? I had to watch this movie in two chunks because I thought I was like done, and it just would not. Yeah, end. yeah. It just wouldn't stop, and like, and that's the thing. Like, and it's I don't know what's going on with Marvel. They're not only just going from teenager to superhero, right? Their character development in most of the movies lately has been absolute trash, right? Like if you look at like Star-Lord, right? Obviously he's depressed about Gamora and all that other shit. But right. but like, I mean, they don't even really delve into like he's just an alcoholic piece of shit now. You know what I mean? Like, like that's that's just that's it. Like, you know, I mean, there's no character development about how he gets there. They're just like, he's sad because his girl died. So he's a drunk now. Right. Well, he's not like like, do in this movie. He's sad because he has like other timeline Gamora who doesn't know him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he has to stare at her every day. right? Right. But, you know, she doesn't feel or experience any of the things that he's feeling or experience right so yeah she's a constant reminder of what he lost right but again it's just it's just it's it's lazy writing right yeah i mean they're just like he's a guy and he's sad so he's drinking because that's what us that's what we do yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um it's just lazy on the positive side character development all that stuff Nebula has quickly become, I think, one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Oh yeah, for she's sure. She's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, they, you know, the good, the good thing about the movie at the end is the version of the Guardians that remains. We have like Cosmo, the the psionic talking dog. Yep. Super cool. Love it. Um, we have Adam Warlock, who hopefully they will develop in some way, shape, or form. Even though we'll be developing him as we move towards um, Secret Wars, which has nothing to do with him. And he played no role in. I feel like the MCU, right? Like, and and like that's maybe that's part of the reason why I get so bored with the MCU is like they started with Thanos. You know what I mean? And like, but it's not just that they started with him, they built him up really well. He looked menacing. Great. They did great yeah. with Thanos. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it's like, where do you go, People, where do you go after that? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there are there are really great 
uh, villain characters. Oh, for sure. There are tons of 100%. them. 100%. Right? They could do Galactus, Doctor yeah, yeah, Doom. 100%. Right. And we, but they're not right. going to do it right. I don't know right. why. They're not going to do it right. I don't know why. So we're... We're watching. We're you know we're watching this movie with like uh, secret invasion floating around in in current you know like this movie's a little older and we haven't watched we haven't gotten to it yet. I get it. It's not that older. It's only it's like, it was like out in the sun. It was out like yeah, earlier right, this right. year in the theater or last year in the whatever. But then secret invasion came out once again. Another thing that they did badly. Yeah, and we won't get into that. It, but, I, I feel like Marvel is getting into this. Um, it's yeah, yeah. Again, they're they're uh, they t- like like Scarlet Witch. I know Scarlet Witch is an Omega level level mutant, right? You know what I mean. But like, it's the concept of power levels in Marvel is so fucked right now. You know what I, you, you right. know what I mean? Where. Marvel's always had like two sets of heroes. There was, you know, the the hero on the street, right? And then mm-hmm. and then the heroes that could compete with cosmic, you know, obliteration events. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And then you had heroes that could kind of walk the line between those two. You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man, for example. Mm-hmm. Like Sp- yeah. Spider-Man's a hero that can kind of be in both worlds, right? But right. Daredevil, Hawkeye, these guys aren't doing shit against a cosmic entity. You know what I mean? But we see, you yeah. know, you know, like, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow. Like, she's not doing anything against Galactus. You know, no daredevil not doing anything, yeah. even Captain America, so. like, you know, what I mean, but they they overpower these these. I appreciate that they overpower him because he is a very key character to the Marvel universe. Yeah, for sure. That dates back to like the 1930s or 40s. I, yeah, you know, no, for sure. And 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 if we were doing, you know, secret invasion and all that stuff, I think that's great. You know what I mean? But right. in Infinity Gauntlet, Captain America doesn't really factor into it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to a degree, yes. I mean, he's that he's that he is much like uh, like Hal Jordan, his like Hal Jordan's Green Lantern. Yeah, he is an embodiment of willpower. Sure. Yeah. And heart. And he so like he will go he can go at Thanos and then he ultimately loses. Right. But he puts up like a really, really good fight. Like in Infinity Wars, when he was fighting him, when he was fighting him by himself, he was like. He was holding up okay, but he was getting whooped, and then everyone else showed up. Yeah. If everyone else hadn't showed up, he would have gotten murdered for sure. But, like, he holds on. Like, he puts up a very valiant fight because he is like a heart. He's like the heart and soul of the MCU, and I get that. Right. I get it. I don't know if I appreciate it, though, right? Just understanding, yeah, like, his, his his power levels, right? Yeah, like, that's, if fine. We, that's you fine. Know, Like, yeah, I mean, it's a, the shield is dope, right? He's one of the yeah. strongest humans on the you know the planet, you know, right. but he's not he's not Thanos level strong. Yeah, yeah Thanos I know. can I know. hang with the Hulk. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it depends. You know, there are there are two versions of Thanos that you have to consider, right? There's the normal version, and then there's the Infinity Gauntlet version. And so then, you know, yeah. there are t- and Cap hung, so. hung with you know he was one stone shy of the entire Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yeah. I definitely have my concerns with that scene and and a bunch of those scenes where he had almost all of the Infinity Gauntlet and it's still he almost lost it somehow. But anyway, he was God tier power. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, right. And so. So. But anyways, getting back to Guardians, I, I, I feel like this is an overarching problem that Marvel has. Right. Because. Or, or the MCU. Right. Because we want our heroes to win all the time, or at least the MCU does. And they want everybody to be on equal footing and everybody is a valuable part of the team. Right. When. Right. When when you're but when you're fighting a god, an archer really doesn't fucking need to come into the, Yeah, I mean they're not gonna be that useful. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, unless they got some sort of super special magic arrows, right? Like when Green Arrow was making kryptonite bomb arrows, right? Like that makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if he's not doing that, he's gonna shoot an arrow at Superman and Superman's gonna crush his skull like a grape. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's <laughs> that's all it is. But the MCU is like, yeah. oh, Oh, no, not a guy with a bow I mean, and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give this movie some credit because I've done it. You know, I tear it down. I'm going to build it back up a little bit. Right. Um, the things that James Gunn does well. Uh, soundtrack. Great. Oh, always. 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 Some of the visual effects, like some of the places that like nowhere for me is always this awesome. Space oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plate. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I love it. So I'm like a big fan of that. Um, I like a lot, not all, but I like a lot of the banter between the Guardians. They are, you know, they're becoming reluctantly a family. Yeah. And so I, I James always Gaunt enjoy. James is really good at doing dialogue. I, I, I'm not saying yes. he's a writer, but his 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 ability to get those performances out of Chris Pratt and everybody and, and, and yeah. have that interaction and interplay. He's really good at that. Right. He, he yeah. was good at it in, in, uh, peace, uh, keeper, peacemaker. Right. Um, and he's, it's just something he excels at. Um, so yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent dialogue is always yeah. good in guardians. So they do, they do those things. Now, the, you know, the, the things that I dislike, the movie's two and a half hours long. It's just absurd. Just too much. It's too much for me. Do you think James um, Gunn did a two-hour movie and Marvel was like, eh, we're going to need another half hour out of that? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I think they just I think they just gave him free reign and this is what he put out. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think they could have done it a lot better, but, but also there's a lot of characters in here. Yeah. Right? Because there's the Rocket origin story characters. We have to build up the High Evolutionary, so there's characters that surround him. There's the Ravagers who are still Gamora's people in this version, this universe. Yeah. We have to build that. Wilds is, Wilds is Sylvester Stallone in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, we have to build them up. Right. Plus, the Guardians are in a transitory phase, so we're going to introduce new characters like Cosmo and Adam Warlock, and we're going to remove characters. Yeah. Like, at the end, when we when we see Mantis leave and we see uh, Quill leave. Now I was under the impression when I had read about this, this movie, I was under the impression that Warlock or or that Quill was going to die, that one of these guys was going to die. And I'm, I'm waiting two and a half hours for somebody just to die already. And then uh, Quill floats out into space and I'm like, here it comes. Finally, someone will die. This is great. And then he doesn't die. Nope. Yeah. He comes back and he's okay. And then we cut to an end, an end scene where he's okay. Right. And I'm like, no one, what? No one died. Two and a half hours. Literally no one died. Rocket was dead technically for uh, a minute or so while he went and saw his, you know, animal friends his in the sky. And then they were like, no, it's not your time. The typical, you know, it's not your time. Then he comes back and, you know, here. 
with him. And it's just like, so, but there's a transitory phase. We're going to have a new version of the Guardians. I don't know how I feel about it, but it'll be classic Rocket and Groot. Yep. I think Cosmo's a great character. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, uh, yeah. We, we did have another Howard the Duck cameo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you can never go wrong no, with. No, Howard the Duck is great. I mean, the movie was trash in the 80s, right? But the comics... Oh, my God. It was the 80s, yeah, though. Yeah, what I mean, you... it's like, yeah, still, I watched it. I have it on DVD at, somewhere, you know what I mean? At least, at least the presentation... Right was good. The suit, like the duck oh, costume, yeah, was great. Fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah. Everything else was trash, but the but the but the costume, that presentation was spot on. It was, oh, great, it was great, and I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, like, there were there were good things. You know, I I I like that there are some kind of stakes here. Like Rocket could die, someone could die. Right. There's some stakes. I really. It was I, just that it took really long to get. It there. It took a long time to get there. I really enjoy Nebula. Right, like, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, like, I was okay to see Mantis leave. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, yeah, it's yeah fine. like they didn't really do much with her character, right? Other than she's quirky, you know, like, yeah. Well, they did develop her character in this movie, right? Like, yeah. it, albeit it was super abruptly through a series of arguments about like how no one ever pays attention to yes. her, like no one ever listens but to they, her. They did that because she was leaving, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if right. she had just left, you'd been like, I can't even remember her being in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but <clears throat> I do like uh, I do like Nebula. I think uh, what's her face does an excellent job with her. Oh, uh, Karen Gillian is just the best. Yeah, absolutely crushing it. Um, yeah. So I, I think that they're like, it, you know, it's just it's one of those things where it's a balancing act when you have this many characters in a film that you want to try to develop, like, you know, they need to have some depth. But then also you're trying to develop a little bit of this. Um, Is that me or you? That's okay. me. Uh, it, there's a little bit of this like. Evolution of the, the group. So we've got to evolve the group. So it means people come in, people come out. There's a story there. We have to tell the story about Rocket. You know, there's a story. It's just a lot. Yeah. But it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm going, you know, I, I was not super excited when I got done the movie. Like nah. th there are, there are bad points, right? I'm hopeful that they will try to develop Adam Warlock over time in a new Guardians movie. A separate thing. Yeah. And you can bring in a new director who has a similar vibe and we can try to do that or we can do something different. But, but you know, develop those characters. Um, I don't really care what happens to Peter Quill. I just don't. He's on Earth with his granddad now. Yeah. And I know I don't care. I normally enjoy uh, Chris Pratt as uh, Peter Quill or I did in the first two movies and, and every other thing that the Guardians has been in. And not to say that I really didn't, in, you know, I, you know, I, I just didn't care about Star Lord in this movie all that much. His like his oafish ego in the, as a his character's oafish ego really wears on you after a yeah, while, yeah, for sure. And I just get and I and then he just like he does this and then he leaves and he goes to Earth and it's like I literally do not care what comes of this character. No, yeah, and his, his that ego and that that sort of just all of that that works out really well when there's there's like the counterweight of Chris Hemsworth. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah like yeah. when it when it's Star Lord and Thor, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you know I mean because it's it's the entire Guardians kind of just putting down 
Star-Lord, right? <laughs> Just to, yeah, right. as he's trying to compete and, and put himself in the same category as Thor, you know, physically, looks-wise, power, you know, and he just can't, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so at the end, you know, there is a bit of closure, right? I don't know that, you know, I don't know where, where this is going to go with Mantis and Drax. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, Karen Gillian has come back and she said that she would love to play the character again. She wanted to play it in a, in a future thing. Uh, Pratt said he would come back if it was a good script. Uh, Zoe Saldana said she would not come back. It was the last time she was playing Gamora. If they wanted to hand it off to a younger character, they could, yeah. or a younger actress, they could, but that doesn't make any sense. No. I, I don't know how you would do that. Um, and also, it doesn't matter. If she's not, if, 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 if Gamora is not connected to Star-Lord, no one cares. Right. No yeah, one is going to be interested. Nope. No, yeah. no, if you make a Gamora and the Ravagers nope. movie, it's going to make about $137 at the box office and no one's going to care. So I, I think there's definitely going to be a future. I, it's going to take a, you know, I, I don't know where this is going to land. It's going to take, you know, probably phase seven until they get back to this. Yeah. I mean, I really think Marvel, the MCU, I think if anything, they need to consolidate, right? Right. And figure. And, well, and 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 uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to things, right? Like I, right. I'm looking forward as hell to Deadpool three. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, not yeah. your typical MCU movie. But I think no. it's going to be great. You know, uh, Loki season you, two drops this week. I'm looking forward to that. Right? Like that, I think that your opportunity to your opportunity <coughs> to consolidate is supposed to happen in these crossovers, these big, big things. So, like, you know. So, for example, in the Infinity Saga, Tony Stark dies, Captain America retires, goes away, right? Um, somebody else who else who else died in all this? Um, Black Widow. Yeah. Um, so, like, there like there are people that died, right? Unfortunately, we're replacing them with like younger versions of them, essentially. Right. Like Riri Williams is going to be like the basically the Iron Man character, and they're going to do something with Black Panther, you know right, what I mean? Right. And so it's like they're they're doing that in these big things, and that's where you want to see like I want to see Valiant, and I also want to see kind of like heartbreaking deaths happen in these big crossover things. I mean, I think we can right? all just agree that it is time we need to get to the X Men. It's coming. Yeah. It's definitely coming. There's no doubt. The X-Men's coming. The Fantastic Four are coming. We're going to do things. How they get there, I just don't know. And do I trust them to do it well? I don't, uh, and, I don't and, really and that's know why, anymore. like, I feel like, again, fuck phase 29, right? Yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. And just give me a good X-Men movie. If you do a good X-Men movie, we'll figure out how we fit it into your fucking universe. Right, right, right. Start, start with developing. Start with, start with a good presentation of the characters in their own right. Yes. Right, and then we'll work. so they <laughs> like Fanta- Fan- uh, Fantastic Four uh, casting has actually gone backwards. Yeah, no one, no one that has been talked about as a char- is actually going to play those characters. No one's accepted a role. No one's doing anything. Uh, obviously, the Writers Guild strike has had a lot to do with this, but like when we talked about what's his name, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Driver. Yep. Adam Driver's not going to play Mr. Fantastic. It's going to be somebody right. else. So we don't know who's going to play these characters. So casting is half the battle. So like then you know then you've got to tell a story. But you're not going to be able to get an actor without a, a good script at this point. 
Yeah, right. They go hand in yeah. hand. All this stuff goes hand in hand. You need a writer, a director, and then you can, and an idea. Yeah. And then you can build that or you can put characters into that and make it all work because people are going to be attracted by that. Um, So I just think that they're they need to they need to kind of get to focusing on just these kinds of like really important projects and kind of get through all this clutter that no one cares about. Right. Like, I don't know. Do I care if Marvel spends a lot of time making all these animated shows like in a degree? Sometimes I do. Nah, but like, nah. I mean, when, but when, if, it, if it if it cuts down on the quality content that we could get uh, or it cuts down on the the quality of the content that comes out from Marvel, I'd rather see higher quality content. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I don't I don't I don't think we need to rehash X-Men 97. In an animated form. No, 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 no. That's just going to be some sort of a weird bridge that either just pays homage to the original car- cartoon or in some silly way tries to bridge us to the cinematic version that they're going to come out with. I don't need it. Just do the cinematic thing. I can go watch that cartoon if I want. It's available literally everywhere. Yeah. I'll go watch it on Disney Plus or wherever else. I don't know. Wherever I can find it, I'll, I'll it find doesn't. it. Just, yeah. it j- just make a movie. That introduces these characters and do good stories with these characters. Don't do crappy Dark Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. You know, but keep Deadpool three on track because I am excited to see that. Uh, huge, huge, huge Jackman looks amazing in all the stills that I've seen in the blue and yellow. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and other so, and other I mean, comic book media related uh, news. Uh, the first three episodes of Gen V are on uh, Amazon Prime, and uh, you can go watch them tonight. Yeah, it's the new mutants of... Of the boys' world. Of the boys' world. Have you watched it? No. It was was pretty good. I'll get to it. I'm just just pretty... I guess I've been been sinking a lot of hours into playing Baldur's Gate. Um, I just can't... Yeah, no, I've been playing Saints Row, so I understand completely. Yeah, so... What are you yeah. going to do? But uh, all in all, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, it's a 5 for me. Yeah, yeah, 5.5. Five. Um, 5. 5. You know, I, I thought it could have been better for two and a half hours. For two and a half and hours, just that's really the killer. They If they trim that up to sub 2, I mean, it's like a 7. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, if you can cons- if you can tighten that up into like an hour forty five, hour fifty, yeah. even two hours flat, I'm like, I'll, I'm wait. You're you're gonna gain with yeah, me. Yeah, hundred percent. It's too damn yeah. long, Marvel. It's too damn long. Nobody has this time. <laughs> Nobody for two and a half hours. I gotta do nothing else. Nothing. Imagine you're yeah. in the theater. I gotta have my phone off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But speaking of, yeah, speaking of keeping it under an hour, boys. I think. Yeah, that's right. We did it. We did a whole show in 55 minutes. That's what we're talking we did about. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We were on topic the entire time. We we kept it short and to the point. Marvel, take a lesson. But until next time, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. I am Andy Liaskos for Mr. Patrick Bates. Deuces, you guys. <laughs> Make him try.